like I think NICU parents are the most resilient in realizing like okay baby is in charge and I'm just along for the ride yeah yeah Welcome to Raw the Podcast with Amy and Grecian, where we talk real and raw with mamas who have had to fight and be fierce, who have been thrown curveballs and faced adversity. We discuss everything from premature birth and NICU life, special needs and infant loss, to those everyday mum life struggles we all feel. Nothing is off topic. We hope that by opening up and being vulnerable, we can break down the walls and start to remove some of the shame and stigma associated with these traumatic experiences while helping other mamas feel less alone. I'm Amy, special needs and medical mama to Premi boys James and Jack. I'm the founder of my own small business and support network, Miracle Mama, where I advocate fiercely for the infertility, Premi and special needs community. And I'm Grecian, mama of four girls, including two full-termers, Adeline and Macy, and a set of Premi twins, Hannah and Riley, born at 25 weeks. I'm an IVF warrior and am passionate about sharing the unfiltered ups and downs of motherhood. We don't share your average mama stories, and this isn't your average podcast. Raw is unrefined and breaks through the bullshit of navigating guilt, grief, and trauma. I mean, let's be honest, we've been through more shit than some could even imagine, so at this point we don't really have a filter. But with this being said, please note we do talk about sensitive topics in our episodes, which we know can be distressing. We give this warning simply to empower you, our audience, with the knowledge you need to make healthy decisions about how and if you should consume this podcast content. Please take care of yourselves and don't hesitate to ask for help if you need it. And lastly, let us assure you that it's not all bad and sad. It's a place to have real and raw conversations. Ask those questions that may be playing on your mind. And above all, we hope to shine a light on the life-changing perspective and appreciation that only these experiences can give you. We share the overwhelming joys and triumphs that our little miracles bring to our lives. And we discuss the inspiration and hope we have gained from this community. While our experiences are individually unique, we are forever a part of something truly special, a community of fierce mama bears and their cubs navigating the storm, and together we'll roar. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by Smoo, Kids Mini Smoothie Cups. Smoo has the cutest collection of insulated mini smoothie cups that encourage healthier habits with a playful approach. Smoo's philosophy is to assist parents in getting more fruit and veg into their little ones' daily lives without the mess or stress that mealtimes can sometimes bring. The cups are a perfect size for little hands and the soft silicon straw with stopper means no more flying straws and smoothies. Check them out over on Instagram at smoo.com.au. Welcome back to another episode of Raw the Podcast. I'm Grecian. And I'm Amy and we are here recording, what, um, an hour before this episode is meant to drop, recording this intro. Mm -hmm. Because that's how we roll. Yeah, 100%. You should see the setup oh, we've gosh. got. <laughs> the setup we've got happening this morning. I'm literally holding my microphone in my hand. Grecian's just jumped out of bed. <laughs> yep, I literally just rolled out of bed. Macy just woke up before we started recording this and I was shitting myself because she needs me in there. Um, <laughs> so I'm currently in a T-shirt, no bra and undies. This is how we roll. <laughs> it sure is. Hot mess. Hot mum. mess. Yeah, hot mess mum life. 
On a more exciting note, though, you would have just heard that Smoo are sponsoring this episode. Polly has been a huge supporter of us from the very beginning, and we are so grateful. So much so that she has teamed up with us to do a giveaway. We all love a giveaway. Yay! You guys know we love Smoo. We use their cups for our smoothies all the time. Um, and when Riley was having her thickened fluids, she was having some of them out of the Smoo cups as well. I really hope she brings out an adult version this year. Yes. ASAP, please. <laughs> Hot tip. <laughs> yeah, so head over now onto Instagram. You can head over to any of our pages, either Smoo, Raw the Podcast, or Grecian and my personal accounts and enter via our latest post. Yay. Okay, so before we get into introducing this episode, I wanted to do a bit of a disclaimer to say that it was recorded before Christmas, so there is a big delay in time frames, obviously, and some of the content at the end of the podcast episode is a bit past context. And unfortunately, Grecian, you weren't with us for this one. Yeah, Riley and I were in hospital over Christmas, unfortunately. Like we said, I am so sad I missed out on this, so this was recorded the morning after Riley had her post-op bleed. So I had to message Amy in the middle of the night um, saying what had happened and I was just gutted because, yeah, I was so excited for Nurse Tori's episode. So this will be my first time hearing it when this drops and I cannot wait. And I know you guys will just love this and get so much out of it. Yeah, and we couldn't reschedule this one because Tori is in the States and mm-hmm. we've been trying to sort out times and get it done. So um, we just had to roll with it. So this is an episode that everyone has been waiting for. I was so chuffed to be able to sit down and chat with Tori Meskin, aka Nurse Tori, one of my absolute favourite people to follow on social media for so many reasons. So Tori is one of those people that just seem to do it all and do it all so well. She is first and foremost a beautiful human living with her husband in in LA. She has a dual major in nursing and psychology and has been working as a registered nurse for 10 years with experience specialising in neonatal and paediatric critical or intensive care. She is trained to work in specialised areas including the small baby unit, body cooling team and surgical NICU, so cardiothoracic, gastrointestinal, neurosurgical and congenital anomalies etc she is currently completing her master's degree in nursing leadership and you know in all of her spare time she's also a blogger an influencer slash content creator a keynote speaker and a podcaster Tori is such a positive and inspiring role model and influence. She is passionate about raising awareness and educating her audience. She presents a fun and relatable side of the healthcare world, full of education, health, wellness, and motivational topics. Her blog, Tips from Tori, has grown to offer a wide variety of Tori's pearls of wisdom, but there are a huge number of specific and real NICU nurse pieces, including resources, education, products, services, and tips. Tori is a natural born leader and we are so honoured to welcome her to roll the podcast and chat all things Nikki life from a nurse's perspective. Let's get into it. Welcome Tori. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Well, it's just me. It's just Amy here today. Unfortunately, Grecian's daughter had a bit of an emergency last night, so it's just me on my own. 
Yeah, but we know you're super busy and very much sought after. You're oh. kind of a big deal. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I feel thank really honoured to have you here. Oh, um, thank yeah, you. Like I said, I'm secretly fangirling that you're chatting to me. So thank you. <laughs> I'm so honoured. Thank you so much. I'm, I, we've, we've been corresponding our schedules and this has been, I've been really looking forward. Yeah, but I'm really yeah. looking forward to today. So thank you for yeah. having me. So good because you are on the other side of the world. You're in the states, um, so it's been a bit of a challenge with time differences. But we're here, so and this is a really special episode for us. Um, not only have we got a lot of listeners, obviously, that have had experience with the NICU, whether that be like premature birth or a medical condition that's throwing them into that world, but both Grecian and myself have also both personally experienced the turmoil of NICU ourselves. So. I thought before we get into the nitty gritty of the episode, I'd just give you and any new listeners a brief rundown on our experiences. Obviously, Grecian's not here to share her background, but her twin girls, Hannah and Riley, were born prematurely at 25 weeks, with Riley weighing just a tiny 500 grams at birth. Um, So both of her girls had a number of different challenges with long NICU stays, and Riley also went home on oxygen. And then for me... So I've had two separate premature births and NICU journeys. My first was very quick, unexpected and traumatic premature birth at 30 weeks due to PPROM, which obviously resulted in a NICU stay in a total of six weeks in the nursery. So the shock and trauma of his birth was heightened by the news we received just hours after his birth that he had a particular rash and bruising and severely low platelet levels. So it was found that he had a rare life-threatening platelet disorder which required like multiple matched transfusions and everything was very touch and go in those first few days. Um, but other than that, he had a pretty, I don't like to say um, standard journey, mm-hmm. but, you know, it was yeah. pretty smooth yeah. in terms yeah. of Nikki journeys. Um, and then my second premature birth wasn't as quick and unexpected, but it was a very high-risk pregnancy, still quite traumatic and scary at 34 weeks due to preeclampsia and the same platelet disorder as my first child. So once again, he required transfusions and kept us on our toes. But this was obviously much shorter Nikki stay and not as... Um, traumatic and stressful yeah yeah, yeah, it is right so oh my gosh which you'd see every day so yeah (laughs) that's our NICU background in a short little wrap obviously that's the basics there's so much more to it which we both know um but today we're actually here to talk about NICU life from your perspective as a nurse on the other side so let's get into that yeah I'm excited. Yeah, so firstly, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, such as your likes, your hobbies, your family, where you live, all of that stuff? Yeah, so as you said, I am in the States. Uh, I'm in California, uh, Los Angeles area. I absolutely love it here. Um, So I actually grew up on a ranch, which is a bit um, unorthodox, if you will, for our area. So uh, my parents... My mom is a horse trainer and my dad is actually a rancher. So we grow lemons and raspberries. And so I grew up very um, hands-on, getting my hands dirty from a very young age. I love being outdoors. That's my most favorite thing. Um, I was married. I've been married now for about, let's see, five years. And, um, you know, we, I live a very, I would say, kind of not typical LA life. Like I love LA, but I love being, you know, more beachside, uh, spending time with my family and going to the ranch. And, you know, I've really tapped into, you know, sort of ways to really kind of get more in tune with, you know, maintaining um, my happiness and mental health and meditation and, 
you know, I'm sure we'll get into that, but we yeah. are really active. We're, you know, always spending time at the beach. We're going skiing. Um, so those are things that are really important to us. And um, yeah, so I, yeah. I've always had a fascination also with creation and something that's always kept me very, I would say motivated and excited is doing things like this. Um, I, you know, being able to create the NICU uh, nurse blog and sharing education and content creation. And uh, that's just something that I have been really passionate about. And moving forward into the next year, I'm really excited about some things that I've been working on and some big projects. So it's, it's been a really exciting time and yeah. yeah, So love doing things like this. Very busy, passionate person. We're so creative and I just love following along uh, your your Instagram page, especially um, all the, all the education and awareness you raise. It's really special. Thank you. Um, So yeah, let's get into why you became a NICU nurse. Where did that all begin? How did your, where's your nursing career started? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think I have a very typical story. I, at the very beginning of when I started, I don't think I actually knew I wanted to go into NICU. The funny story story about this. So I went to the University of Arizona and my orientation day, originally I was pre-business and my dad was the one he wanted to take me to my orientation. And so we were sitting in the orientation. It was a huge hall with maybe like 300 people in it and they're giving this presentation and we're sitting there and both of us fell asleep in the presentation (laughs) and my it's just like whoa and so my dad looked at me we're halfway through it and he looks at me and he goes do you want to get out of here and I was like yes and as we were leaving he looked at me and he said well is there something else you want to do like this just you know it's not resonating with you what what do you want to do yeah yeah And so I said, you know, I've always thought I wanted to, you know, go into nursing and I just didn't really, you know, I think consider it at the time uh, prior when I was applying. And so he said, okay, let's go. And so we left and we went to the bursar office and we changed the, my degree. And, you know, the backstory on that for me in terms of becoming a nurse was very difficult. I really struggled academically. I was not um, the naturally a student. I was always someone that had to work really the extra hours I had to put in for me, the struggle was, it was really tough academically for me personally, just, you know, getting into Um, getting into nursing school was such a struggle. I was the person that, you know, received so many rejection letters over and over. It was, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to inform you. It was, you know, a a lot of that. And so to become a nurse for me was such a struggle. So when I finally got in, I was the person that was, nothing was as hard as for me as the journey to get into nursing school. And so through that process, getting into nursing school, I was always taking an extra initiative to really figure out um, or to land where I wanted to be. And towards the end of my nursing education, we have a preceptorship and I did not get the preceptorship that I wanted. Actually, Um, I ended up in adults, which I knew was not going to be for me. And so Mm -hmm. I ended up, um, finding or getting connected with a PICU nurse. She was pediatric ICU and her name was Diane. And I asked her if I could shadow her. And so I started shadowing her and I found this love 
for everything. She was just one of those nurses who was so passionate, so kind, no matter how stressful something was. She just was such a um, a calm, peaceful kind of energy and also, you know, very diligent and, mm-hmm. you know, always went the extra yeah. mile for her patients. And so I think I really connected with that. And um, fast forward, you know, when I was applying for nursing programs at the time back in 2012, there really there was a lot of nursing um, like limited opportunities for new grads. Ironically, here Mm -hmm. we are. We're in the nursing shortage. Right. But (laughs) very few. It's crazy. But very few are actually hiring. And so um, I ended up moving home and then spending about six months beefing up my resume. Um, I had failed NCLEX, which is your boards the first time around, which actually I think is different for you in Australia. You guys don't have that, but we have a, um, a boards that we apply for and you have to pass that. So I had a struggle with that. Mm -hmm. And then I finally landed it and I started applying to children's hospitals and university hospitals just all over in Arizona and California and really trying to cast a wide net. And I strategically applied to NICUs. And the reason was I knew I didn't want adults. Um, And then looking into myself more, I really knew that I love the, the neonatal period. I love the baby period. I love also the higher level of care and intensive care units. And so I applied to NICUs out of strategy, um, initially kind of thinking I wanted to go into cardiac uh, CVICUs, which is a really great um, specialty, but it was hyper competitive. And so I applied to NICUs. Um, I did a 22. I ended up landing my first job at a children's hospital here in Southern California. And I very, yeah, it was, it was wonderful. I ended up taking on everything I possibly could. I was able to work. Huge journey to get there. Yes. Huge journey. And so I was so thankful for it. And, you know, I've worked, I, I quickly realized my love was truly small babies, which in the NICU mm-hmm. uh, unit, it's a specialty within the NICU. So small baby unit being the babies that are a thousand grams or less, um, born at 28 yeah. weeks or less. And um, I really found a love for that. So I specialized in cardiac care, small baby care. Um, and I think a really interesting myth uh, about the NICU is that we care for preemies and preemies alone. And mm. the the funny part or interesting part about it is we care for so many things. You know, we have anything mm. from respiratory distress, um, sepsis, we'll care for multiples, twins and triplets, high-risk deliveries, um, traumatic birth. So we'll end up body cooling, yeah. um, congenital heart defects, um, IUGR, which is intrauterine uh, growth restriction, jaundice, necrotizing intercolitis, feeding issues, surgical mm-hmm. so the the range of what we do you know we could even have a term baby who has one of those categories of issues so um i i ended up later um i started full-time nights i was nicu at my children's hospital and then i had a moment where i just really i hit burnout at about my three and a half year mark okay. um, yeah. and we'll talk about that too but Um, So for me, I was like, you know, I think I need to change it up. So I started travel nursing 
and I traveled all around the LA and Orange County area, Southern California, and started working in other NICUs and sort of revitalized my love of the premature population. And mm-hmm. um, so now I've been doing this for about 10 years, which is insane. Um, yeah. And I absolutely love being a NICU nurse. It's been a really wonderful journey. I'm very thankful for it. Yeah. And you're like, look how far you've come since having to, like you said, work so, so hard. And have you done extra studies since? Yeah. So I'm currently actually obtaining my master's of science in nursing. I'm specializing in leadership. And I'm hoping (laughs) to be done. I know, of course. (laughs) Um, You're a natural born leader. Yeah. (laughs) That's, you know, I was like, I should do it. And the push in terms of the medical world is definitely to move towards higher education. And I do, for me, is a lot of value in education, you know, for. I think the worst things that we can do to ourselves is become stagnant. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me to keep things really moving, moving the needle forward, I've really found a love for, you know, getting more into um, sharpening my skills as a leader. You know, how can we start pushing for more change and Mm -hmm. improving our infant and maternal uh, mortality rates, um, you know, and starting to get more education and understanding and also to be um, a resource for a lot of NICU nurses coming up because I really realized my, you know, my love for also educating nurses, not just at the bedside, but being able to be a resource for um, upcoming providers in a bigger way mm. globally and yeah. being able to share things on Instagram and, you know, education and a community, build a community there. So yeah. one of the huge positives of social media. Yes. It can be a shitty place, but yes. yeah, when you're, using <laughs> Absolutely. It for such, when you're using it for such good like yeah. you do, it's yeah. just incredible the reach and the power you can have. Yeah. 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 All right. So let's go a little bit into, we've got some listener questions. Um, We'll head into that more of the nursing side of it, Um, NICU nursing. So what's it like for you during and after a traumatic or high risk birth? It's interesting because as a NICU nurse, the one really unique aspect of what we do is how quickly things change. Um, Typically when you're talking Mm -hmm. adults, Uh, You can kind of see patterns of things quickly, but babies, their threshold is very narrow and small. Anytime we have a high risk delivery, you know, we and and we're aware of it because there's often times when mothers come in and it's, you know, we're crash, you know, we're doing things very quickly um, when it's unexpected. But when it is expected, you know, say it's a baby with a congenital heart uh, defect or, you know, it's something where we know we need to be there, you know, preparing for that is definitely something that, you know, as a team, you know, when you're a well-oiled machine mentally, you know, you just know you're on your A game. Um, traumatic, mm-hmm. you know, I have definitely, I think there's a side of NICU nursing also unique that, you know, not every situation, um, and baby's journey ends the way that we, you know, hope it would. And so those are definitely the harder moments and something that as NICU nurses, we definitely have to work through. It's something that, you know, Mm. you learn, um, you know, the compassionate side of things and how can we help this family and this baby um, in the best way that we possibly can. Um, I would say for me, over the years, it's definitely been a learning experience. The the quite mm. ironic part of this is that 
when I first started as a nurse, my it was, was my very first shift off of my preceptorship. The charge nurse came up to me. She looks at me and she says, I'm sorry. And I, I just looked at her and it was like, what do you mean? And she said, we, uh, one of your patients, uh, we are going to be um, electively withdrawing from um, the, uh, the ventilator. And mm. that was my very first experience. And I remember, yeah. you know, just going through the process and realizing for me, actually, the process was very, um, I would say, special and very um, mm. unique and something where it came very natural to help someone in that time. Mm. And mm. so I, you know, everything from helping the family and supporting them through their process and, um, you know, creating moments that yeah. will hopefully stay with them in a positive way, you know, as positive as it can be for the rest of their life. Forever. And yeah. so forever. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what I've learned too is people definitely – process things so differently right mm -hmm. some families yep. um in terms of those moments uh want to be there and participate in every moment and you know be there with us um through that and then there are families who just really cannot you know they don't want to see their baby in that moment and that's mm -hmm. totally fine as well you know that's what we're mm -hmm. here for yeah. Um, for me, the processing has taken, you know, years to really develop. We learn, uh, in our specialty to learn, to lean on our team and, mm -hmm. you know, we cope in the ways that we can, but, you know, at the end of the day, it is part of our job. Um, it's a very, I would say sacred part of our job as well. And yeah. something that I don't take mm -hmm. lightly. Well, that's a beautiful answer trying not to well up because um, I, I know I'm a nurse I've nursed in ED and now I work with babies not not NICU babies but under six yeah. months and just knowing in those moments how like you said you just how naturally it comes and it does you just something switches and you just know what you need to do and it's it's all about the family and that's a big part of especially NICU nursing is the family like right. you're not just, you said earlier, all the conditions that you care for, but you're also caring for the family and yeah. this wider, there's this wider picture, so much social stuff as well. So I, that leads into one of our other questions. Um, how do you approach building relationships with family going through the NICU? And like you said, obviously everyone deals with stress in different ways. So how do you mm -hmm. sort of figure out and manage the different types of families that come into your care and how you specialize yeah. the care to each family yeah you know a big part of nursing in general is you know we work with all types of patient populations you know we are mm -hmm. working with um, a huge variety of people and it's so interesting because I think it's taken me you know over the years to really understand and bond you know for the most part when we first meet baby and when we first meet family it's typically baby and dad or dad or baby and yeah. partner whoever that yeah. may be yeah and so it's interesting because you know when we're admitting baby to unit and we're starting off with that relationship most dads or partners are very very quiet um, yes. or very reserved they you know they don't stand know back. yeah stand yeah. back they don't know what to do they don't know how to this is all very foreign this and is they're all very new. shocked like shit scared like you can just imagine the fear on Deer their in the headlights. Yeah, yeah yes yeah. yeah it's very overwhelming and yeah. so for me in those moments something that I really try to do 
is empower them in that moment as much as I can. So as we're admitting baby, explaining what we're doing, you know, here's, um, okay, this is what we're monitoring. We're monitoring the heart rate, the respirations, the saturations. Um, this is why baby is on respiratory support or whatever they may need. Um, we're collecting the labs to really get an idea of what's going on. Um, you know, or for prepping a baby for surgery or starting that process of diagnostics, you know, just really trying to take the family through it. I think the most important thing that we can really do in the NICU is educate and to provide um, that. And that truly takes time, you know, as a, as a newer nurse, I don't know if I was as good at it. You know, I think it's taken me years to really know and feel super comfortable well, every and, baby would be a new learning experience. Like every single baby, you'd learn something new. Um, and mm-hmm. all of that builds up as as your own personal nurse experience to use in the future. Yeah. Every baby's journey is also so different. You know, it's... Yeah. A, a, and every baby reacts to different things or different modalities and treatments that we do differently. So, you know, the thing that I will always reiterate to um, parents and families is, in the NICU, it can be quite a journey. It's always the three steps forward and two back, you know, and um, we're doing really well right now. And we're going to take every win that we can, you know, okay, we were Mm. able to wean on the oxygen, we were able to start our feeds today, we were able to um, have you do skin to skin for the first time, you know, we we take every win that we can and to really focus on the positive side of it um, for families, most definitely. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, hearing you talk about like, how it's often the dads and thinking that I was had tears in my eyes again thinking of Scott when obviously I had a um emergency c-section so I was mm. under a general anesthetic I was asleep <laughs> and yeah, when he yeah. when he followed the baby through to the NICU for the first time and I'll never forget the nurse that was with us she's still a friend of mine I've there's a video like he's videoing them weighing the baby this was all for me videoing it for me and I can remember in the background of the video, you hear her saying, okay, now we're going to weigh him. We're going to measure him and saying, oh, he's, he weighs this much. Now we're taking a temperature and all those little things, all those, just that communication yeah. with so much empathy were enough to like settle my husband to just be like, okay, like ease his nerves. And it's so important. And it's such a huge part of your job that I think you guys just do without even realizing the impact it has. It basically just explaining everything you're doing in those first few moments. Yeah, um, yeah, they, and I, you know, and it's they think that's a learned to thing. Calm you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and I think that is a learned thing. Um, you know, I think that's education and and walking families through things is really really yeah. valuable. Yeah, that communication. Yeah. All right, so. We've sort of touched on it, but are you impacted by the high stress nature of your job or is it just another day at work? Obviously, certain stories hit harder. Um, Do you then have to go outside of work, for example, if you've had a really bad shift and work on yourself, like your mental health internally, or do you just sort of try and separate the two? (laughs) I think in the it's such an interesting question because I think in the beginning of my career, um, I was such in a mindset of learn, 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 do, do, do. And mm-hmm. you sort of, I think for a lot of NICU nurses, it comes very naturally to be um, very strong in those moments, but then not realize it does affect us over yeah. years. Um, yeah. And so for me, um, a big piece of it was I hit huge burnout probably about three and a half years into my career. And that just, it wasn't necessarily burnout from 
the care directly. It was more the burnout of ICU, ICU care and the intensity um, and just sort of the grind. Something we don't talk yeah. enough about in the nursing yeah. world is, you know, it's, it is a grind. You know, after you work so hard to become the nurse, you work so hard to become the, you know, beginner and then seasoned nurse and then expert. And then it's sort of like you get to this point and you're like, okay, whoa, like now what? Mm -hmm. And yeah. so for me, being able to start travel nursing was huge. And in that process, um, I had actually, so I did a photo shoot with All Heart Nursing, which is a scrub distributor, and they had asked for some nurses to come in and do a, um, a nursing week or a nursing day um, photo shoot. And so I met quite a few other people at that event who were already in the space of, you know, social media and influencing. This was back in 2014 or 15. And yeah. it's funny because I was like, oh, okay. And they looked at me and they said, you're in NICU? Like, why aren't you talking about this? Why aren't you doing something about this? Mm. And I said, oh, okay. Apparently, <laughs> you know, if they're interested, then all right. So I started posting and about nursing NICU nursing dynamics, right? Like a day yeah. in the life, what is it like? And, yeah. you know, just starting to do these random posts and the flood of, of questions was insane. I mean, it was, yeah. you know, this Huge. was also back in early Instagram days when, you know, those kinds of things would go mega, you know, the posts yeah. would become huge. And so I realized there was this need for it. And as I started developing more intentional content and then developing the vlog and now um, an extended podcast, that truly for me has become a big piece of how I, you know, am able to kind of process and then put myself in a frame of mind where I'm able to provide education and provide resources and hear stories and um, be able to create a community. And I think for me, that's been a big piece of it, finding my little mm. niche of, you know, externally from the hospital. And it actually really revitalized my love of NICU. And so I was able to travel nurse for quite a few years. And then, um, now I'm currently working um, night shift per diem and I, I love it's it is I will say very nice to be able to control my schedule a little bit more um, and you know I it's funny too because I had such a burnout with night shift and then now I'm back on nights and I really love it it's a time yeah. for me when I yeah. am able to bond with my patients to baths, um, really yeah. try and get a full picture of what's going on. If parents are there, do, you know, whatever the ritual may be, do the diaper change, do, yeah. you know, the first bath with them, do some skin to skin, you know, being able to kind of slow down and allow for more of that bonding moment and, and that so care, that more um, yeah in-depth care like I feel like you can lose that a little bit in the rush of day shifts <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah definitely the dynamics yeah. are very different so <laughs> yeah. um I think you know for a lot of us it just really comes down to learning you know how to process in yeah. a good and and tangible way. And so, you know, a lot of times to be quite honest, I'm not, I don't, uh, process that a lot with my husband. I do more so with my colleagues and my team yeah. and, yeah. um, starting to kind of pick up more intention with how I process things. So meditation and, um, yeah. 
you know, really getting into mindfulness. I've really, I'm really tapping into that a little bit more. And so it's been quite a journey. And, you know, again, it is a big piece of what we do, the ups and the downs. And, you know, to a certain degree, I do think there's a little level of putting on the blinders in the moment and doing the job and doing it very well and full attention and giving it the best energy you can. Um, So, you know, for me, a lot of that is leaning on coworkers when you're in a place where you're like, this was really hard for me to process, you know, and that does happen with a lot of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what you're saying about having the creative outlet, like, so you're, you're you're blogging and um, the podcast with me myself, I find that having that out is like an outlet. Love it's almost like a yeah, and almost yeah. almost like a therapy in a way for me as well to process things. And people are like, yeah, mm-hmm. but it's the same thing that you do at work, and it's the same thing that you've experienced. Like you've got a lot of trauma there and stuff. But for me, it's actually something I'm so passionate about. So putting that, you know, into a positive light yeah Yeah. light and Mm -hmm. putting that out into the world and knowing that it's making a little bit of difference to someone else is yeah yeah it's actually really good for me and my mental health and internally as well yeah all right what are some things I guess big or small that you have seen that have brought comfort um, or have been helpful or especially helpful to families in the NICU I think first and foremost it's really building relationships within the NICU. Um, That's something that I always think is number one. And, you know, I think initially the shock is usually the most significant, um, but getting Mm -hmm. to know the nurses and getting to know the RTs and your neonatologists and, you know, the OT and the PT who are working with baby, um, you know, every NICU Mm -hmm. is definitely different. I'd say the dynamics are different, but you know, you're definitely going to be seeing um, some familiar faces. And I know some of the bonds that I've created with my families are lifelong. And, um, you know, finding the people that you can really connect with and, you know, get the answers that you're looking for or those updates, um, you know, and then it's interesting because over the course of, I would say, the 10 years, things have really started popping up. you know, in terms of support for families. And Mm. um, there's a plethora now of really great forums, you know, and I always tell families like cautiously, you know, they're going to find them, but say cautiously use them because you can go in knowing what your intention is, is to, you know, find someone with relatability or ask some questions of like what that was like, you know, and I do say this with a every baby's journey is different. And, um, but I do think they're really great. You know, these, there's a lot of Mm. social media, a lot of forums, um, and even podcasts to hear other stories. Sometimes I think it's nice to just know that you're not alone alone. in that situation and, you know, bring some light to it. And I think there's, you know, there's starting to be a lot more, um, I would say tangible resources um, at March of Dimes, which is the worldwide organization dedicated yep. to families is wonderful. And they've created, you know, an app for parents who are at the bedside to do even the littlest things like track baby's weight and track um, your milk and, yep. you know, track, you know, a lot of things that, you know, so you can feel like you have a little bit of more understanding and in depth um, with what's yeah, happening. And some control over it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because a lot of this and I, you know, I always say this with a grain of salt, but it's as uh, it's the NICU is the first experience where you realize that baby is in the driver's seat, right? It's yeah. like, 
we can't control there's there are things we can control but truly you know when parents ask things like you know when is baby going home our answer is always well we can give you an idea but truly baby's in the driver's seat so if they need the respiratory support if they need more time po feeding if they need um extra modalities that's just baby saying that that's what they need and i think it's hard because like i think nicu parents are the most resilient in realizing like okay baby is in charge and so i'm just along for the ride (laughs) yeah 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 and you know um but i think really armoring yourself as a a NICU parent with education and relationships is so valuable in that setting. Yeah. And there are so many more, even stores as well with products that bring some brightness and some comfort and some hope. And I know that like lots of NICUs now are putting stories of babies on their walls and photos to show you that there is hopefully, you know, the positive ending and that light at the end of the tunnel. Because when you're in that moment, it's hard to even look an hour or a day ahead. And I know a lot of us focus on the end goal of going home, but sometimes it's just, you're just stuck in this this moment now. But having, having those, just even a visual image of this baby that's grown up that was born at 24 weeks and they're now a four-year-old is enough to sometimes get you through that next day or that next hour. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, I I always talk about when you were talking about the March of Dimes app, the um, NICU journal that Every Tiny Thing do is very similar where you track um, every day in the NICU. She's a good friend of mine. I love it. The milestone card. I had to give her a shout out being from the, obviously from the States as well, but um yeah, we love Trish. Yeah, she's wonderful. I mean, I see her milestone cards everywhere now and, yeah, you know, yeah. the journal and just yeah. having something tangible to, yeah. you know, be able to go through daily and process like what's yeah. going on. and Even like um, your names of your nurses, because these are things, you know, a year down the track, you'll want to look, you'll want to, you'll want to remember that because I'm so glad that I was handed a journal in my first, on my first day in NICU and the nurse just said, write everything down because right now you're not going to remember it but you know when you leave you're going to want to know as much as you don't think you're going to want to remember you do and it saved me many times I've looked back and gone what was that nurse's name and even just the weight gains every day it's and it does it gives you something to focus on and like those steps ahead and it just breaks it down and yeah I think same with the support networks that are around at the moment just having someone to talk to that gets it because it is a world you can't understand until you've experienced so surrounding yourself with people that you might not even ever meet but Mm. just that can not alone go yeah I feel that yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. because you do feel so alone so alone in that moment even though you're surrounded by all these people and all these babies that are in the same you know situation you just feel like you're Mm. in a little bubble on your own so yeah Great tips. Yeah. Right, so on, on the flip side of that, one of our listeners asked how can we as parents of premature or medically complex babies um, make your job as their child's nurse easier? She said she feels like sometimes oh. she was getting in the way. <laughs> she was a bit of a, she was oh. a bit annoying. Because <laughs> I do, I think sometimes oh, no. we feel like we're, you know, we ring maybe three times overnight every time we pump and you're like, sorry, it's oh. me again. But is there anything no. that you think that we can do to make your life easier? Okay, well, first of all, I want to say this. It's not your job to make our job easier. I want to say that, you know, at top. Um, I think it really comes down to communication. Um, Some of the things like what I know I love, uh, especially is with the families that you're working with who are with us 
for a longer period of time I love knowing the parents schedule like okay mom's coming in um, today she's gonna be here Um, we're gonna time you know so that way we can be prepared for it so okay mom wants to feed here we're gonna work on whatever it may be Um, and anything milestones that day you can involve them then yep yes I will say typically too a hot tip and I'm sure you know this too and this is typical of most medical centers period is the rounding or the updates on the babies is mm. typically earlier in the day. Yep. So I always tell parents if you can try to be there early or have if you are really wanting to have those updates it's really good to be there typically in the morning that's when doctors nurses RTs everybody kind of rounds on baby and every hospital set up a little differently but that's a really yep. good time to be there um, for families who are not unable to be there at that time you know for like if we know oh like they get off at five o'clock they'll be in at seven or eight you know we can plan for care times with them then and that yeah. way it's really like a team effort together I think the more that we know the better yep. um, you know there are there's situations across the board that you know there's families who um, we'll talk to every day and see every day. And then on the flip side, we do have situations where families aren't present or can't be present, um, yeah. every situation under the sun. And so the more that we know, usually the better. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, in terms of like directly inside, like the day to day, you'll kind of learn, you know, um, you know, where are the diapers, where are the yeah. things, the tool, the best, your, your ins and outs, um, what can you keep at the bedside? If you can keep anything there, you know, your breast pumps, um, maybe a couple books, um, milestone cards and, you know, oh, can we plan for a bath tonight and do a picture with, with this, or you have a little outfit, like, can we do this? Um, you know, and finding, you know, there's always, there's these great, you know, Carter's cause, um, what's the other one? Preemie, uh, there's a great preemie website with a ton of really great little outfits that are compatible or usable with all the lines and tubes. So you can find something cute. Um, you know, we can make it work and, you know, just going with where the baby is developmentally and really understanding that. Um, but really trying to, I think the biggest thing is, is communicating and, you know, really that it's just, that's to me the most valuable Mm -hmm. tool because then you can understand why we're doing things. Um, okay. Why are we on this feeding schedule now when that sometimes it's a staffing issue. Sometimes it's, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of things on the, on our side, you know, if we're short for a day of a nurse, then the unit's a little stretched. So this is why we're doing things this way a little differently. A lot of things change day to day in the NICU. And Mm -hmm. so, which can be hard, but understanding that is, is I think helpful for both, you know, and allowing your nurses some grace. I know, I'm in a few of the obviously Facebook groups for families of premies and we call them premies here. <laughs> when you hear, when I hear premies, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. And NICU families and th- th- some of the posts in there can be a little bit confronting for me. Um, just, you know, like I can't believe that I went in there today and the nurse had dressed the baby, but you know, you're also on a timeline and the, the, these things have to be done and I guess giving you guys a little bit of grace especially if there's a nurse that's maybe new or you know a relieving nurse um so I think you know sometimes 
it's very rare that I hear negativity about NICU nurses because you guys are the most amazing special breed of humans in the world. But um, yeah, when I do it really hits a nerve and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, they can't, yeah. Especially if they haven't heard from you and they don't know when you're coming, how, how can they plan around that? So yeah, I think that's a great Yeah, one. yeah, for yeah. sure. It's called Perfectly Preemie is the, oh, the, perfectly pre- um, yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah. preemie clothes. Yeah, so. And I think they also carry um, also um, newborn size too, so. Yeah. And if you're yeah. in Australia, Miracle Mama, we stock a range of Premier oh, Baby clothes too. too. <laughs> I, love that. I just keep thinking for our for our listeners over here. Yeah. 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 I'll have to add you as a resource to my blog. Yes, please do. Although, yeah, it's yeah. tricky. I mean, it's tricky because you've got so much, you've got so much more in the states. There's such a bigger um, range of resources, like even just products and resources, even non-profitable organizations in Australia. We've got quite a few non-profitable organizations, but there's minimal stockists that actually provide right. cute little outfits and stuff so I'm trying to yeah. trying to grow that as much as possible in between everything love. else but yeah love that. that would be great for any of your Australian <laughs> or people over this side of say, the world yeah low low key all of the Australian brands I am obsessed with the yes. things that come out yeah. from Australia I'm like you guys yeah. have the best things and everyone yeah, in the adorable. US we always want them I'm like you're the clothing lines, the yeah. cute that you guys have the best yeah. bloggers and YouTubers. Oh. And it's so funny. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. Um, all right. So what is one of your favorite memories of being a NICU nurse? Oh, that's a loaded question. I was going to say that's um, a hard one. I know. You know, I think the first thing is, of course, the day I became a NICU nurse. I think that's a yes. really huge one. Yeah. I think for me also, you know, I've had experiences with several families that have been, have really touched me. I had one particular baby who she, she was born term and, um, she was really my first associate baby back when I was a a new nurse Mm -hmm. and she was with us for probably about six or seven months. And wow, they become family. um, They do. Yeah, they do. And it was a family. What's interesting, the mom had developed, you know, on the unit, you know, oftentimes when families aren't able to be there, you know, and we're not getting communication, there's sometimes like unbiased or biased opinions happen. And it's funny because I ended up connecting with this mom really early on and learning, you know, for example, with her, she, already had two other ones at home and it took her two buses, two bus rides Mm. or three buses to get to the hospital. And so, you know, she was limited by transportation and they, she had gone through some eviction issues at the time. And so, you know, it's interesting because it was my first experience with really hearing her and seeing her and then really making her experiences so special we did a really phenomenal Halloween photo shoot it was Mm. the first photo shoot I ever did and ever since then if I'm working on Halloween I always do it Um, but sending her home was one of the best feelings in the world Um, being able to be there on her last day and you know discharge her home and then hear how phenomenal she's doing yeah yeah yeah. it's moments like that that really you know I've also had ironically some experiences that um started out I had an experience with a family who um it was a he was a 
a preemie, a true preemie. I think he was a 24 weeker Mm -hmm. and we had worked with him for probably about four months. And, um, we got to a point where it was, unfortunately, you know, everything that, uh, could go wrong did. And, um, so I was, I actually came in on, on that one. I was very close with the family and, uh, that particular withdrawal was probably the most memorable for me. That was the most meaningful. And I remember sitting yeah. in the room and um, the grandma came up to me and asked if um, we could pray together. And she said the most beautiful prayer. And I remember just sort of feeling this energy with her and, and the family. And um, it was it was just one of those moments that stuck with me um, for, oh and gosh. I cry. I mean, I, yeah, that was I'm probably one of the again. most Oh my gosh, crying. this is an emotional yeah. bloody episode for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. It was yeah. exceptionally, exceptionally emotional for that yeah. one. And I don't typically, you know, I'll keep it together yeah. pretty well, but yeah. that one was very emotional and yeah. um, the power, the power of prayer, you know, that was yeah. a big moment for me in, the spirituality and yep. the the true care that we give yep. um and it was it was just a really special moment and yeah. has really stuck with me throughout my career and you know really trying to meet every family where they're at and yes. you know yep. knowing that you are making a difference in this tiny human's life every day that's what I was about to say is the difference that you make to these families I don't think you ever fully appreciate as much as you probably do (laughs) I don't think yeah yeah, you you, it's just yeah amazing absolutely incredible it's life-changing for these people yeah all right so what advice would you give to families going through this who may be feeling like they've stepped into a whole nother world and learning a whole new language yeah um you know, I think the first thing is to try and empower yourself with education or, you know, ask mm-hmm. questions. Um, yeah. Also, you know, when you think of something at home, because a lot of times, you know, mm-hmm. you'll be at the bedside and you'll hear all these things and then you get home and you're like, wait, what was that? Like, yeah. I don't I don't get that. And then you start Googling so, and panicking. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say Although, write those at questions the same time, down. yeah, educating yourself yeah. With, with proper sources, but yeah, having yes, questions. Yeah. Yes, yeah. having questions. Write the questions down and bring them in for the team. Um, and then also understanding that we as nurses can update on quite a lot of things, but we're not always allowed to give information on everything. Yeah. So yeah. diagnostic results, chest x-rays, head ultrasounds, um, mm-hmm. echoes, we were not allowed to technically. So knowing yeah. who you go to, essentially, you know, we are really the key driver at the bedside in the day to day and the big picture. Um, but really, you know, seeking the ed- the updates and the responses from your team and kind of knowing yep. who to go to, understanding the dynamics. The dynamics in the NICU are very interesting because what is a little unique in the NICU too is it's not just, you know, a nurse and your doctor who are giving care. It's mm-hmm. oftentimes a lot more than that. It can yeah. be a surgical team. It can be respiratory therapists. It can be mm-hmm. a specialist. It can be um, RTs, OTs, PTs. So, you know, yep. kind of understanding and learning the dynamics in the NICU um, is who really does important. Yeah, I'll never forget when um, an anatologist sat us down on the day or the day after James was born and was trying to explain to me this platelet condition. And I was I was just looking at him with this blank 
look on my face like none of this is going in I'm so shocked I can't believe my baby's here I can't believe that you're telling me this stuff and I, I still right. remember him going none of this is going sinking in as Amy and I said no and he goes well let me draw a picture so he started drawing a picture and he did it like and he kept doing it he did three three explanations until I actually understood and it's okay to ask you know to ask them to explain yes. it again or to maybe do it in a different way or it's 100%. okay yeah it's okay to take up a bit of their time I know they're busy but oh yeah it, yeah absolutely. even just even just saying look I didn't fully understand that can you explain it again and I you know uh, he, he even said, "Look, if if you don't, if you need, if you want more information, I can get the hematologist to come down and have a chat to you. Like there are oh, other, yeah. like the specialist in that area. So knowing that, yeah, there are those other options available. Yeah, and people and, don't know that oftentimes, yeah, you know. Yeah. And, and I will say this too: some, when you're in the NICU, there's always, almost always, more than one neonatologist. Always, you yeah, know, a ton yeah. of people. And sometimes uh, providers, there's certain providers who explain things really well, and others yeah. who do not. Yeah. So, but like the neonatologist said, like this isn't my specialty. I'm try- I'll explain it the best that I can. But essentially, yes. these people know more about it. So if you, yep. you know, I'm more than happy to get them to come and talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. And just him being yeah. honest about that was really refreshing. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, I think that's a very valuable thing for us as providers as well is is being able to say we don't know, but guess yeah. we will find the answer for you and we will direct you to the person who does to get the answers. Yeah. So yeah, because yeah. we, yeah. it's funny. It's like ED nursing, like. Like you can never be an expert in any one area because there's so many to Oh, cover. I can't even imagine. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, well, I'm I'm so in awe of ED nurses and all of you. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I oh, But it's imagine. the same with Nikki. Like you said, the multitude of conditions that you you mm-hmm. know, that you care for. Like you can't know the ins and outs of every single thing. I mean, I we just this last <laughs> yeah. Well, even yeah. just this last week I had a baby who had a um, disorder that I was like, I've never heard of this in my 10 years. Like, yeah. I, so, yeah. you know, I brush, had to brush up on, you know, and really try and optimize things. So I understood what was going on too. So yeah. yeah. Well, that's the same with yeah, our platelet condition that the boys had, like they only treat maybe one or two a year. So mm-hmm. even, you know, even the neonatologists are like, look, we this is really rare. We don't see this often. And just being open and honest about that. And yeah. I, it took me years to finally understand the ins and outs yeah. of it myself. Yeah. Like, and it's my it's own a child. Lot. It's a lot. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's, and being honest saying, you know, when myself as a nurse, when someone asks me something about their child's condition that I haven't heard of, I'm like, look, I yeah, honest, I don't know. I will get someone who does. And that's, yeah. it's okay to do that. Yeah. And they appreciate okay. that. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Lastly, I want to ask where to for you from here? Have you got any plans in the in the works? Are we allowed to talk about plans? (laughs) (laughs) Or is it a secret? Yes. Um, So um, I over the past couple years, you know, have been developing the blog and and, um, you know, creating resources for upcoming nurses and I am really excited. I have a project I'm working on. So I'm working on some um, NICU specific badge buddies. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been in development of that. And that's a whole new adventure because I, you know, we as healthcare providers are not naturally uh, or given education in business at all. So, um, but I know there's a need for it and I'm really excited. So I'm in the process of starting this project and I'm hoping this will be launching probably mid-year next year. 
Um, I'm trying to whip through and and finish my master's um, beginning of Mm. this year and have been in the process working on these badge buddies and these things. And then some extra um, potential NICU-focused things coming down the line, which I'm really excited for. And then um, the podcast, we are absolutely loving it. We've been growing and um, really excited for some you know, big things coming up next year. So just a lot of kind of projects in the work, but I'm really, really excited about the NICU specific things and um, sort of expanding on what we, what I've started creating and making an even bigger impact down the line. I'm really excited. So. Yeah. I love that you're educating new NICU nurses as well as educating the general public on prematurity as well. Like, cause it is like, it's a scary, scary place to start your nursing in, especially like you said, you you can't at the beginning, you can't, it's a learned experience. You can't go into an environment and just be so natural at doing a first cuddle and moving a baby that's the size of your hand onto a chest with a ventilator. Like it's it's so much huge learning curve, stress and anxiety just in being a new nurse, let alone all of the other things that come with, you know, being in the NICU. So I think that's really impressive. I think um, for me, it was very uh, like natural. Um, but it's funny because I do think uh, starting in the NICU, it's, it is very unique because in nursing, we don't get mm. the education. It, there's no, not, you know, not, such a specialty. Yeah. And mm. so starting in the NICU, you're really starting from square one, but when you really yeah. love it and, you know, for me, it was putting the nerves away and really trying to soak up everything you possibly can. Yeah, this is a really timely episode for me. I'm actually on a late shift today. Um, And before I start, I'm going into the NICU because where I work is where my babies were born. So I'm going into the NICU with some donations for Christmas. Um, So I've I've got, I've like, I'm such an emotional, I'm going to be an emotional mess. So it'll be interesting how I go. at my late shift today but anyway oh I love that for I you just, we just yeah we well it's funny because that's something else too so I um I had a NICU nurse recently reach out and she was trying to start a lending library for her NICU and uh she asked if I would you know share and see if we could clear her NICU book list and we cleared the list we got all oh. of the books for her and it's just Amazing. very exciting and being able to do those kinds of things you know and um, rally yeah, the, the rally yeah. everyone is awesome. it's such a community it's such a giving and kind-hearted community it really it change is. it changes you when you, you there's a saying like you're not the same person who walked into the storm as the person that walks out, especially with there's NICU no one and... like a NICU parent. No one. <laughs> yeah. There's no one like a NICU parent. It's and, you are yeah. and you you just you've been through everything and this trauma and it's like there's no one like a NICU parent. They NICU parents come out and you're just resilient yes. and 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 the way they just if there's if there's someone in need the way we wrap our arms around each other and just go right what can we do and things like this you know the the lab that book library um people are just like yep I want to help I want to help um yep. even just some of the fundraising events that I've done like we I do a yearly um premier marathon challenge with running for premature babies and the amount of people that jump on board um year after year and raise money it just blows like it honestly blows my mind but anyway we're yeah, getting off track I, know. I agree <laughs> yeah. so um where can our listeners find you and follow along 
Oh, um, all the platforms, all the things. Okay, so yeah. over on Instagram, <laughs> yeah, I am Nurse Tori, T-O-R-I. Uh, TikTok, same, Nurse Tori. My website is uh, tipsfromtori.com, T-I-P-S, mm-hmm. from Tori.com. And then the Selfie Show, we're on all streaming platforms, um, Selfie, C-E-L-L-F-I-E. We had a little medical pun because I love some yes. medical puns. Yeah. We love selfies and we love yeah. science. So, um, but our podcast is definitely more, I would say, on the lighthearted side. Um, I, it's co-hosted with one of my best friends who's a former NICU nurse and flight nurse. Um, yeah. And uh, so we we do all things um, off the clock talk, um, pop culture. Uh, we bring on a lot of specialists. Uh, we talk anything from, you know, mental health to um you know, hormones and sex yeah. therapy. And we just, ha- we have a lot of all fun. Things, so yeah. all of the like things, fun. Yeah, it's a fun, yeah. uh, very lighthearted podcast. So yeah. Yeah. I was saying when Tori came on, she's got this beautiful background. She's like <laughs> got a, all the equipment. I, I was like, it's so nice doing a podcast with someone that's just I know. all over it. I didn't even have Podcasting. to prep you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Podcasting with a podcaster. There's nothing like it. It's, you yeah. know, and then yeah, yeah. It's, you look yeah. like you're like on a TV show. You look like you're on the Today Show. It's like we're sitting on a beautiful couch. I just love it. I was oh, like, this is goals for you. me. Yeah, I'll be, I'll get there one day. <laughs> it's been a work in progress, I will say. It's definitely a work yeah. in progress, but it's yeah. been fun. Yeah. Yeah. Really All fun. right. So at the end of every episode, we um, tell our audience something we want to forget and something we want to do again, just a fun little game. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll let you go first, Tori, if you've got something prepped. Okay, something I want to forget. Um, I really want to forget fear. This sounds very weird, but I feel like for me, I have there's like a little piece of me that's always fearful of failure or not doing enough or, mm-hmm. you know, just like not succeeding. And so I think for me, that's something just I would love to forget I don't think you know in my moments of life I think everything builds you to what you are right and so so for me I am the person that I am because of all the things and the experiences and the culmination of things that I've done in my life and experienced in my life and I don't think I would take anything back but I do feel like I would like to forget fear yeah well that went deep (laughs) (laughs) that got deep yes yes we love it but you're you're so successful, and uh, it's always those people that are juggling so many balls and are so successful that still still want to do more and do better. And I know yeah, I think I think you've, you're you're peaking. You're definitely peaking. I think you can be <laughs> okay. pretty pretty confident that you're peaking. Thank so, you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, something you want to do again? Um. Oh boy. Let's see. You can be um, this podcast. Let's do this again. <laughs> Let's do this podcast again. I love it. Um, I was, Oh, there's a trip. Okay. So my husband and I actually, so we love doing trips together. That's our, like we try and do one quarterly go away yes. if we yep. can. And so there's this amazing, phenomenal hotel in Big Sur, California. Big Sur is where the forest meets the ocean. It is absolutely beautiful. Mm, lovely. There is breathtaking. There is nothing like Big Sur. 
and there's a hotel there called Ventana, the Ventana Inn, and it's way too overpriced and it is way <laughs> too bougie, but I absolutely love it and yeah. I want to go there again. We've been there once and that is definitely we're going back. Like I we're okay, doing that good. again. Well, yes. I'll hold you to that. I'll be checking in. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Mine, something I want to forget, it's all the bad food that I'm eating. It's not as deep as yours. My gosh, this time of the the year. Girl, I I, feel you. Last night I was laying on the couch with Cheetos, okay? Yeah. It was great. And it's it's bad because I did a big bake-up for Christmas and I had everything. It's all in our fridge, so it's all there. It's so accessible and it's it's not even just me. My husband walks past and like, I swear every time he walks into the kitchen, he's just like, oh, I'll have one of those. And oh, I was like, a little this, a little that. Yeah. Yeah. Scott, yeah. stop. We're not even yeah. at Christmas yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, hard to say yeah. no. It is. And then something I want to do again, it's just, this one's a little bit more deep. So I want to just slow down. So when we met, Tori, we recently moved to, I was just saying earlier before we started recording, we've moved to a new house, we're on a bit of land. Um, and when we first moved, I got really good at saying no and just being present and really soaking up, you know, having this space and all this time with my boys. And then life, you know, as it does, creeps in and gets busy again. Yeah. And I started saying yes to everything. So now over the sort of holidays, school holidays, I really want to force myself to just soak it all up, be present and really just be in the moment with my kids, especially. I love that. Um, they're getting a very special big play area with a cubby for Christmas so I really just want to go in there and just enjoy that with them because it's been a real labor of love so I deserve to (laughs) I deserve to love it too I love that for you. It's funny because we just did our, like, I do a yearly recap um, with Sam and then also um, Jess, who's our, like, manager assistant. She's, like, our everything. And this year we built in, I made intention to have time off. So we, Mm -hmm. which we hadn't done in the past two years because we've been growing, growing, growing and going, going, going in between work and grad school. So this year we're fully intention. Like we're taking two weeks off of the podcast and um, enjoying our time with our families because that's what it's all about. It is. And I think the busier you get, the more you fit in. Like it's a funny cycle of, Scott keeps saying that. Like, he's like, oh, the, the more you take on, the more you say yes to, which it should be the opposite. So, yeah, it's just – and it's just reminding ourselves every now and then. I think I try and do it every three months, you know, four times a year. Just go, all right, Amy, step back from a few things. Um, yeah. Which a isn't quarterly, always easy. A quarterly yeah. rest is good. Yes, that's right. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Tori. I, oh. I'm i just like, I love you. Oh, <laughs> I want to give you a big cuddle you, through Amy, the screen. Oh, big yeah. hugs. Thank you so yeah. much. I do I'm just honored. want to do a little a little wrap up because it's a very like it's been a very like I said a very emotional episode very hits very close to home and I just think NICU nurses are just real life superheroes. I've Aww. always said that it takes a special person to be a nurse, but it takes a really special person to be a NICU nurse. Like you're right up there with one of the most giving mm. and warm and selfless yeah. and kind professions in the world, and we appreciate you and what you do so freaking much. Um, so there's a quote by Megan Williams that I've shared on my Instagram before from The Mighty that I just adore. It goes, the first person to greet me in the NICU was a nurse. She said, I have your baby today. But it felt like she said, I have your back today. And that's what you guys do. And I don't think you really fully appreciate is you literally are our, become our support people and our family. And you go beyond, you're not just our nurse, you're like our friend. 
Mm. Um, you, you literally catch us when we're falling and it, yeah, it's yeah. NICU nurses just, uh, they don't just care for your baby, they care for you. And in that moment, they get it more than anyone else possibly can. So thank you, Tori, for not only all that you do for the tiniest of Aww. babies in the neonatal thank intensive you. care unit, but for the awareness you raise outside of that and for the presence that you have on social media and your podcast selfie, you're a bloody good human and just Aww. keep smashing it. And I'm thank so you proud so to much, have you here. Ah, hype woman. Thank you. Thank ah, you. Thank you. So thank you. I really and appreciate I, it. Yeah. And I do appreciate you taking the time, obviously, in your busy schedule oh, to yeah. fit this in. Of course, especially, yes. Especially at, I don't know what time of the night it is for you over there, but yeah. Uh, it's, um, I'm honoured. Yeah, really, no, I'm, I'm yeah. honoured. So thank you very yeah. much, Amy, for having All me right. on. And we'll keep in touch. So thanks, Tori. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Big kisses. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye.